African culture has driven an explosion of strategic investments from the entertainment brands looking to reach a projected audience of 15 million video-on-demand consumers by 2026. In this session from Advertising Week Africa, Amazon and Heartbeat talk about the upcoming global prime video release of Die Hard the Movie and the importance of consumer power in Africa, especially South Africa. We hope you enjoy this episode. I want to introduce our panel today. I'm very excited because Kevin has given you a very good idea of what Heartbeat is all about and what content generation in Africa and those partnerships are all about. But now we're going to get to the business end, to really understanding how it can all work. If you're a content creator, if you're a playwright, if you are a movie maker, if you love making adverts, this is where we get down to business. So stay with us for the next half an hour. I want to introduce uh, my panelist, Jeff Clanagan. Uh, Jeff is the President and Chief Distribution Officer of Heartbeat, which is Kevin Hart's global media company. Jeff, thank you very much for joining us this morning. I also want to say a very warm welcome to Ned Mitchell. Hi, Ned. He's the Head of Originals for Africa and the Middle East at Prime Video and Amazon Studios. So, Jeff, I've got to start with you. Um, Kevin Hart's such a funny guy. What kind of boss is he like, though? Is he a good boss? He's, I mean, he's, you're working for a comedian. Now, he's a good boss. He's, <laughs> he's smart. Um, um, I've been working with Kevin for, I think, about 13 or 14 years. So I, I was got there during the whole ride. So it's not like I just came aboard. So I've been with him you know, through the whole journey. Uh, he, he's good. He, he's obviously um, a friendly, laid back guy, what we've seen. He's, he's got that wonderful talent. But it seems that there is a very strong business mind there as well. Tell us a little bit more about what Heartbeat does and, and how it operates. Well, I mean, Kevin's work ethic, I mean, he's, you know, he's seven days a week around the clock. So, he, I mean, he's, a, he's definitely a workaholic, definitely has a vision, is definitely driven. But I think his probably his, his secret sauce as a talent turned entrepreneur is that he is an entrepreneur. He's not, a, not afraid to take risks. So, you know, we've done a number of things um, together where, we, you know, we just kind of went into it. We had an idea and we just went into it. So he's not, a, he's not afraid to take risks. Um, and, and the bigger thing though is as a talent, which is what you don't see in Hollywood a lot, he's willing to bet on himself. So he, he's definitely willing to bet on himself. And that's hard to do, I think, when you're just starting out, uh, when everyone is competing uh, for, for a piece of the pie. Exactly. And particularly here in Africa, it's not always well-funded, the arts, uh, cultural activities are not always well-funded. Um, how, how do you get to that place where you do bet on yourself? Because so often you get hit back. Well, I, I mean, I, I think, one, I think, you know, if you're an entrepreneur in a room, you're running a business, I don't necessarily think that's something you learn. I mean, that, that's got to be in you because you have to be willing to bet on yourself. You have to be willing to take risks and you have to be willing to take losses, you know, as well as, as, well as, as, well as celebrate the wins. But you, it's something, you know, everybody doesn't have that. I deal with a lot of Hollywood talent and it, it's very small few people who have that kind of entrepreneurial mind, but more so are willing to bet on themselves. Yeah, it's absolutely crucial. Yeah. Ned Mitchell, Prime Video in Africa. Talk to me about what Prime Video does why are you so keen on the African market? 
How's it? Thanks for having us. Hey, how's it? <laughs> well done. Um, it, it's, it's so great to be here and, and you know, uh, being a part of this. So thank you, you know, to the Adweek team and Heartbeat for having us. Um, this is just the beginning, you know, for us, like in, in, in a, what I hope will be a very long history of collaboration and partnership with the creative community uh, here, uh, specifically in South Africa um, and, and, you know, throughout Africa and the continent. I mean, for us, you know, Prime Video is a global streaming service. It's available in 240 territories and countries. I don't know how they come up with that number, but there apparently are that many in the world. You know, um, hundreds of millions of, of customers all around the world. And Africa is this just gigantic opportunity of untold stories, talent just yearning to work, like you were saying, in a, in a world that's, that's hospitable to them, where their, uh, their creativity can be unleashed, like Jeff said, where they can really bet on themselves. Um, so we view Prime Video as, uh, as something that brings all that together, right? So the best of the world, uh, global shows, US shows, like Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, like the movie Die Hard that we're you know, premiering uh, this week uh, with Kevin, um, and then combining that with the very best in local storytelling too. Because you, when you get in, maybe we'll get more into this too, but you can't build a business here if people can't see themselves, right? So people need to be able to see themselves on the screen. They need to be able to see stories that are relevant to them. And that's really where my team comes in, in developing and producing uh, a whole raft of things from, from unscripted series to scripted series to dramas to comedies to uh, movies. And I think you raise such an interesting point because there are certain universal aspects of storytelling that we all respond to. Mm. We all love to laugh. And I think that's one of the reasons Kevin Hart, for example, has such universal appeal. But equally, uh, there are cultural, uh, local nuances yeah. that need, that are fantastic stories that need to be told. And there is, I think, the risk or the fear that global streaming will just simply dump content on Africa and expect Africa to respond. But it's a relationship, isn't it? And you're alluding to the fact that it's not a successful partnership until both, both sides are heard and respected. No, I mean, and it comes from the ethos of working as part of Amazon corporate. I mean, the, the Jeff Bezos idea is customers come first. You just work backwards from that, right? And there's no way that we could ever have a true and emotional, deep connection with audiences if, if we didn't work closely with them um, to develop content with them for them. So I think that's incredibly important. That's why we've hired locally. We're building local teams. We're creating jobs even within Amazon. Uh, we have teams in Johannesburg. We have teams in Cape Town. I have a team uh, for, for Nigeria um, in the Middle East um, too. But we really take a country-specific approach. I think that one of the big mistakes that um, foreigners can come in, and I, I will say Americans can make kind of coming to Africa, is they paint everything with the broadest of brushes, right? Africa is just one monolithic thing. When really you look just at South Africa, there's so many languages, there's so many different backgrounds, there's so many provinces, and they, there's so many stories that have, I keep saying this, that haven't been told. And that's just the foundation of a great business is you see all of them and you create space for all of them. And that's what my team is here to do. Yeah, and I suppose, Jeff, in a way, what we're looking for is a bit of both, because certainly if you look at South Africa's um, past with apartheid uh, and, and, and the evils that apartheid brought, um, one of the things was that South Africa was cut off from the rest of the world. So it's wonderful yeah. to, to have access to the world, um, but equally it's about getting that balance between our stories and the world's stories. Right. And, and I want to speak to you a little bit about how advertising comes into that because you're content creators, you know content, you know stories, you know how to get them out there. But you've also got a marketing background mm -hmm. and you know 
how audiences can be reached from an advertising and a marketing point of view. And it's changing so quickly. Video on demand, streaming services. Talk to me about the new ways of thinking around reaching audiences with your brand message. Well, in, you know, in the United States, um, obviously traditional television viewing has been disrupted by streaming. So, you know, streaming is, the, you know, what I call a streaming is a new television. Um, you know, you have two, two tiers of streaming. You have S5, which is subscription, and then you have ABOD, which is advertising video on demand. And the way that, that a lot of advertisers are starting to talk and reach the audience is through, is basically through branded content, which is basically storytelling. So I know there's a lot of advertising executives in the room, marketing executives. So the traditional 30-second um, commercial is no longer the norm. Most of your big companies like Procter & Gamble, um, Walmart, Chase, things like that are starting to tell branded stories. So even as a advertising executive, you guys are you guys are storytellers because you have to you have to create stories, compelling stories that will reach an audience, um, but also um, expose a brand to an audience in a very authentic way that doesn't feel like you're hitting them over the head with an ad. Yes, exactly. Because you know that sort of obvious product placement. I just think it's archaic, and I think it annoys audiences. And essentially, you want to keep that important connection. Exactly. Because storytelling is about connection, isn't it? Correct, it is. Yeah. It really is. Talk to me a little bit about Die Hard, and I have a confession to make. Afrikaans, of course, is, is one of the many languages in our country, and when I first read it, I thought it was Die Hard, which is Afrikaans <laughs> for the heart, but it's Die Hard. <laughs> and I thought that it was a series of shorts that, that uh, Kevin had produced and starred in, but actually you're saying that the movie came first, which of course is being released this week. Tell us about that. Yeah, so you know, this is one of the things that there was a, there was a, a mobile platform called Quibi that debuted in the US, you guys probably never heard of it, but it was basically based on um, short form content on mobile devices. And we went into a deal with them to, to basically create uh, Die Hard as a feature film and then went and they kind of reverse engineered and cut it up into mobile episodes. But it was always the intent was to do it as a feature film. So we did mobile episodes on, you know, obviously on mobile devices, but the way we developed and produced the movie was as a feature film. So what's, what's gonna, what you're gonna see on Amazon um, and in cinemas this week is you're gonna see the actual fil feature film version that's never been seen. And you produced it, right? Yes, I produced it. Give us the premise, give us a sense of what it was like to put together. Well, so here's, now here's the interesting thing, probably that's um, relevant for this room. Die Hard started as a branded pitch. Interesting. It, it, was, it wasn't a feature film, it was a branded pitch. And what the pitch was, we went to the studios, it was called Action Scene. And so we went to studios and we, <coughs> we went to Paramount and they had um, Mission Impossible coming out. So we pitched them doing a 10 minute short with Kevin Hart and Tom Cruise. Uh -huh. as action scene and we went down the line and we had some advertisers actually came on board to sponsor it we went all the way down the line we had a script getting ready to do it but at the last minute tom you know if you guys know anything about tom cruise or mission possible he does all his own stunts so he decided at the last minute he wanted to change some of the creative and he wanted to go up in his, his fighter jet and take Kevin up in the plane. <laughs> so Kevin obviously, was, Kevin obviously was not going up in the plane. So um, that didn't happen, but that was, like, that was where the idea, the idea started as a branded pitch for, for advertisers to promote um, the Mission Impossible movie. And from there we then developed into a feature. And, and really it's about Kevin Hart 
um, wanting to become an action hero. Am I right? Yes. Is is, is him as a, as a, as an actor trying to be an action hero? And not <laughs> Sounds fantastic. Yeah. Ned, talk to us about where um, Amazon and Prime Video comes into with the Die Hard uh, partnership. What I love about this example is just how dynamic and and just um, experimental the entire thought process is with the Heartbeat team in terms of how they are willing to try to place bets, different formats, different streaming services, different models, different ways of advertising and accessing. And that's kind of how we think of ourselves as well. Like we really want to be experimental and try new things. And so for those of you who keep track of the streaming world and when movies come out or, you know, a lot of movies are straight to streaming. This is a, an exception and I think it's such a great template and it, it's an example of how we want to grow you know, and connect with audiences here too. Streaming and Amazon are not the only two ways we can connect um, with audiences, right? It can be through theaters. Like the theatrical experience is wonderful and there's always been a debate about what is the future of that and there's a fantastic partner in Empire um, coming together you know, to make this possible with, with us. But the idea that audiences anywhere, no matter where you are, can partake in this amazing movie, it's so funny. Um, and just to be able to watch it on Prime Video anywhere in the world or watch it in a movie theater, you get to talk about it at the same time. It's a shared experience. When you have these like windows where things sort of stagger each other, you know, people are watching things like in order and succession and piecemeal and they're not sharing in that experience. In this way, you're really democratizing the entire experience because everyone can watch it, talk about it, go on WhatsApp and tell their friends about it. And that's how you've developed, you create the opportunity to develop those organic connections. So the opportunity is there, but we also know that there are barriers to entry yeah. and there are challenges. We talk about Wi-Fi and streaming here in South Africa. Of course, you both already know what load shedding is because you've experienced it. That's a, our unique problem here in South Africa. But talk about those sorts of hurdles and how we're going to overcome them. Uh, Amazon just wants to help to play a part in this, right? We, like we realize that there are problems that are bigger than Amazon and we're new. We're here, we're trying to listen as well and try to figure out what are the best things that we can do. But one of the things we realized from the very beginning was it doesn't make sense to have a streaming service in South Africa unless nearly everyone can, can access it. And that's a really difficult thing to accomplish um, in many countries around the world. South Africa, Nigeria, the cost of data can be very high. Uh, we know our customers love to watch uh, their content on mobile phones, on their laptops, they go to work, they download at work, they bring home and that's how they watch it. There, is not, there isn't broadband at home. And certainly if the power is going to go out, then you're not able to watch it, right? And you're not connected. So one of the you know, first things that we did um, in Africa, and it's really unprecedented for us, um, we're really proud of it, is our par partnership with the namesake of this, um, this venue uh, with Vodacom. Uh, so now audiences anywhere can sign up through the, to the Prime Video Mobile Edition, which is a sort of more downsized version of the Prime Video product, where you can watch tons and tons of content, you know, not worry about the cost of data because you're actually just, you know, seeing it on your phone. It's a single user account model, um, and, it's, and it's very, very inexpensive. So we've priced it mm. intentionally to be available to everybody because we don't, again, we're not winning, content isn't winning, and creator, creators and talent aren't winning yeah. if everyone doesn't have the opportunity Absolutely. to watch something. So true. Uh, Jeff, talk to me about distribution. Is it, um, is it as simple these days as if you've got a Wi-Fi connection, um, you can distribute anywhere? Because, I mean, we're still showing movies in theaters. Yeah. I mean, distribution has changed over the last, you know, five to eight years in terms of the the method of distribution where everything is going digital now. So it's, it's a lot easier to deliver and distribute content um, around the world. I think 
you know, technology has kind of been the, the great equalizer, especially for independent filmmakers and, and independent uh, production companies, because you can deliver the movie globally, at, you know, with the press of a button, just uploading it to a website, and you can literally distribute around the world into theaters and then onto streaming platforms. Jeff, you must get a lot of pitches. You must get a lot of ideas coming your way. And as you've explained as well, you're part of a team that is iterative and creative and always looking for, for new and fresh ideas and different ways of packaging those ideas. But what, how do you tell when something can, can go well? Is it sometimes you don't know? Or can you tell when a beautiful story or a beautiful concept comes to you? Do you feel it? Or how do you know? Or do you never know for sure? Well, I mean, that's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, one of the things that I think at being an executive, you have to have instinct and you also have to know audience. So I have a pretty good, when I hear something, it's, it's not really do I like it, it's do, is, do, is there an audience out there? Because I think from a distribution standpoint, so I think, okay, this is a good piece of product or this is a good pitch, but will it resonate with the audience? So when I look at a pitch or something like that, automatically my marketing hat goes on. So when I think about distribution, I've already had the marketing plan in my head. If I don't feel I can market it to an audience and engage with an audience, then it's probably something that I would follow up on. But I, it, it really is about how I feel, think about the audience. Interesting. Do you see the audience as one homogenous global block? Or do you start sort of piecing it out? Like, that audience will enjoy that more. Do you have those segregations in your mind? Yeah, I mean, there, you know, there's certain things that come in that you, you know won't work internationally because it's just too nuanced. Um, uh, domestically, so you do when you look at stuff, you kind of look at okay, what is the audience? Even even in the U.S., the unit, the U.S. audience can be segmented too. So it's it's really about is this going to play to a wider audience? If it's you know if it's a niche audience, that's not that's not the end of the world. But you also you really have to know who your audience is um, when you listen to a pitch, and then what you know who you're going to cast it with, because that's going to also dictate who the audience is going to be. All right. And Ned, for you, I mean, you're responsible for directing overall creative and talent strategy, you oversee commissioning. You, you similarly also must get a lot of ideas coming your way. What is your process for deciding if something's got that magic something? It's, it's amazing. I mean, I, I completely agree with everything Jeff said. It, it, it is instinct driven. It's also about having, you know, teams that you can trust who also represent different groups, different backgrounds. They've, had, they've worked with different talents, so they know what talent are capable of. Uh, sometimes someone will come in with a pitch for an idea and you know, maybe we're like, oh, not sure, maybe you haven't thought this one through, but what if, what if this? Or like, you know, have you thought about this? And, and usually the response is, well, I don't know, I could do that. And, and, and that's our, the pride that I think, you know, the, the, the most amazing part of our job is to really encourage talent to think bigger and to really just not feel those limitations creatively. So don't worry about, you know, whether or not I can afford like a certain action director to pull off a certain stunt scene. If you want to like blow up the biggest bridge in the country or something <laughs> as part of, well, not really, but as part of the, the film or a TV show, or you want to tell a three or four season show that takes that much time to truly tell the full, execute the full vision, that's exciting to us. So really, I get excited personally when, when I'm in a room with someone and they've really kind of thought it all through. Not every answer, they don't have to know what every episode is gonna contain, but if they have an idea of the beginning, middle, and the end, and how, it, to Jeff's point, how it actually comes together and coalesces with your audience, 
that's really exciting, but it's always going to be the thing that you've never heard before. And there still are plenty of those ideas, especially here. I mean, there's just so many stories that haven't been told yet in South Africa, and that's really where we are going to be most comfortable playing, like really elevating whole stories from provinces in communities, in languages that have just never been done at that big global premium scale. So talk to me about your, your plans going forward. I mean, are they focused on specific countries? What sort of ideas are you looking for? Do you have some exciting productions already in the works? Yeah, I mean, we have, we have a lot um, currently in production or in development that we haven't announced yet. We've announced a few things, more uh, in Nigeria. We've, um, we've announced, we have a, a great movie coming out in a couple of months called Gangs of Lagos, which will be a global release. So I encourage everyone to watch it. It's a gangster thriller. I mean, if you like crime, if you like blood spattering everywhere, you're going to love this movie. Um, but it's, but it's, it tells a story from a uniquely Nigerian point of view that just has never been told before by Nollywood, right? At a very high level of production. So I've been seeing the, the dailies and the cuts and the, everything, and it's really breathtaking. And we also shot, um, you know, speaking of comedy, I mean, comedy is huge to what we do. It is very important to us. So we have this franchise that's not to be confused with the Kevin Hart LOL. We have one called LOL Last One Laughing, which is based <laughs> on a Japanese game show format called Documental that came out on Amazon years ago, which is about 10 comedians in a room trying to make each other laugh. And the idea is just you have six hours, knock each other out, whoever wins, you know, you're usually playing for charity. Um, so we've done this in many countries before. We've already shot one in Nigeria, physically in Lagos. When people said, you can't do it, shoot in South Africa, we said, no, it's a Nigerian show. We're going to shoot in Nigeria with Nigerian crew. We're going to upskill, we're going to train, and we're going to give the opportunities. So we did it, we pulled it off. It's going to come out later this year too, and that's hosted by one of my favorite. Thank you. Uh, and if, does anyone here know uh, Basket Mouth, the comedian? He's one of my favorites. So he's our host of that. So I am really excited to do something similar to that, I'll just say, here in Yay. South Africa. So hopefully we'll have some news to share very, very soon about that. But then it's about tripling down on comedy, right? Because then you have comedy stars who have a unique point of view and they have a movie that they want to do for Christmas or Valentine's Day or whatever. And we want to keep feeding that, that need, that audience demand, because you know, if you bring the audience in for one thing, they're going to want to break, talk about more. Like they're going to be done with, done with it. They're going to want to watch something else. So we it's, have to keep going. It, it's fascinating that both of you are at the heart, you have to stay creative, stay appreciative of great creative ideas, because that's really what it's all about. But you also have to keep processing from a business point of view. Um, Jeff, talk to me a little bit more about Heartbeat's plans from now on. I mean, obviously the big movie release is coming this week, mm. but what have you got in, in the works? What's brewing? Can you give us an insight? Well, I mean, you know, uh, kind of like what Ty and Kevin talked about on the previous panel, I mean, we have, we have different divisions of Heartbeat. We have Pulse, which is our brand entertainment. There's a lot of brand entertainment and studios, which is developing. We have over We've got 70 projects in development right now, so we have a lot of a lot of flow, which is Brian's going to talk to um, shortly. But also, you know, from a planning standpoint, just how you know we're looking to grow and scale our business on a global basis. We need looking to think beyond just the United States. I think one of the opportunities, I think, you know, especially for this audience, is that you know. Eight or nine years ago, the industry and the business was focused on China. Everybody was focused, all the studios were focused on moving into China. Um, what you have now is that a lot, you see a lot of U.S. companies, a lot of global companies are coming to South Africa. So there's going to be a lot of opportunities in, in, in Africa in general um, for whether you're a copywriter, graphic designer, photographer, producer, you know, 
there's going to be a, people are looking to the continent now and looking to engage with the talent. So for us, it, we want to find the talent in Africa and engage with the talent and give them opportunities um, in film and marketing. Um, I'm really into like if you if you guys are doing marketing uh, advertising, like I'm I've been experimenting with artificial intelligence intelligence AI. Now obviously there's a lot of debate about what AI um, basically take out graphic designers and, and creative, but the reality is graphic designers that embrace AI it's just going to create new jobs. But it's it's like it's it's unlimited what you can do with AI. So I think I'm looking for the the opportunity to work with. Um, you know, you guys, people on the continent, figure out what you, you know, from a creative standpoint, outside of just producing films, but, you know, whether it's marketing, ideas, content, because content is content, whether it's short form, movies, um, AI, you're just looking to create content. Yeah, and, and it's so wonderful to hear you speak so positively because, of course, we have a lot of challenges. Mm -hmm. um, we mentioned the load shedding, but it's wonderful to know that there is um, so much to be capitalized on. Yes. There are so many wonderful stories here in South Africa and across the continent. Uh, and it's great to hear from both of you that there's that sensitivity, that understanding, that there's a rich trove of treasure around stories. And it's about partnerships, sensitive, respectful, wonderful partnerships. Um, we're gonna wrap up in just a few moments. Um, Ned, I just wanna, I wanna ask you for final comments, but also what is your message to young creatives in Africa, whether they've got the most amazing idea or it's a young advertising creative who really wants to make their mark. What do you look for and, and what do they need to do to get noticed? Uh, one trend I've noticed, and this is not just unique to, to Africa, this is in the US, this is in India, this is in France, uh, maybe not France, but, but, but a lot of other countries. Your, your parents probably don't encourage you to go into the arts, right? Like they're not, they're, 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 they're practical, they're trying to protect us, right? They're saying, to, you know, be a doctor, be a lawyer, be an engineer, help solve the, the electric problem here, right? Like we can do that too. Um, but some of us, you know, want to create and work with creative people and thereby build an industry as well um, uh, that's an ecosystem. So my message really is, it, and it's an Amazon uh, uh, motto, but it's only day one right now, and that has to be the perspective. So we can't think about you know, the way things have been done in the past or whatever. We really have to sort of look at what's happening right now and, and the future that's about to unfold right now. It's a really, really, really special moment in storytelling where the, the entire power balance is changing right now in terms of whose stories need to be told, where business is focusing its effort. The fact that Amazon is investing so heavily in Africa right now is just a, the tip of the spear for so many other businesses, I hope, that will also benefit from that too. Um, so it's a huge part of what we want to do, but, but just be bold and be creative and think big. That's really going to be what gets you noticed, your ideas noticed, um, it's, 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 and we all benefit from it. And, and Jeff, for you, I mean, it's exciting times. Um, mm. There is a lot of creativity. Yes, there are challenges. What is, what is your message to young creatives? My message to young creators is, is to keep being creative. Um, it's, you know, we're at, a, we're, at a, we're at a time right now with technology and social media that the walls, you know, the walls are no longer there no more, or the hurdles are no longer there in terms of you have to run to a big company. If you create something, a piece of art, content, if it's good, it's going to find an audience and it's going to find its way to, to the right people. But you got to just keep being creative, keep being entrepreneurial, um, the world is looking at Africa right now. 
um, is looking for talent. So there's a great opportunity for all creators in the room to, to do great things. What is it about Africa that potentially sets us apart because they're creatives all over the world? What is, what is that you said the world is looking to Africa? Well, I mean, you know, what's happened is that, uh, I'm gonna use this analogy, the, the entertainment business has conquered the world. Africa is the last, the last frontier, I mean, to be honest <laughs> with you. It's like, if you think about film right now, like everybody's focused on South Korea right now because of Squid Games and the films coming out of there. Like this is the last frontier. Like this is the last frontier. So everybody knows that there's talent here and we talk about it. And so there's, that's where the opportunity is at. And how do we make sure that we retain ownership of our stories? Um, and don't get exploited. That's probably a whole nother session. But I know it might be, but I think, I think it's relevant given our history as, as a country and as a, I mean, as a country. I mean, you have to, you know, make sure you have good representation and, and create good deals. I mean, I think now if you can, the further you can get an IP along, whether it be script, shooting, and if you can, what it call, it's called a, we have something in America called proof of concept. If you can get something proof of concept or even build an audience online, you, then you have a lot, much, much more leverage in a, in a um, negotiation. Like if you come to the table and say, hey, I've got 100,000 people following this property, it gives you leverage because you're bringing an audience to it. So it's really all about leverage when you think about ownership and keeping, um, you know, controlling the content. Okay, and just we've got one minute left, but okay. in five years' time, what do you hope to see in terms of Heartbeat and its relationship in Africa? Um, in five years, we would love to have Heartbeat office in Africa, we had, uh, operating in Africa, um, working with filmmakers, working with marketing executives, um, but we want to be here. We, you know, we don't want there to be a separation between the U.S. and Africa. We want to work jointly with um, creators in Africa and really, and really embrace the continent and give people opportunities. That's wonderful. And Ned, same vision for Prime Video? I hope so. I mean, I, I, I was having a conversation uh, with, with a, a government minister in Nigeria who, who said, okay, great. Yes, we have Afrobeats, we have fashion, we have Nollywood. We're going to put all that on a global platform. Amazing. What are you bringing here, right? And I think the question is fair in South Africa. What can we bring? There's an enormous amount of talent here. And I think to answer your other question too, like there's so much talent here that is so expert in what they do in their craft and their ability to collaborate that just simply creating the opportunity is the first step. But when I look five years from now, I hope to see new production companies that you know were founded by people who never expected to be in this industry. I want them to be pumping out their dream content across multiple verticals, just like Kevin does now through Heartbeat. I think that that type of, to see the, what is the South African version of Heartbeat also, you know, could, that could be inspired by, by that model and to think that broadly and that big, you have to take people with you, right? You're not, you don't do it, it's not just a me promotion vehicle, it's about everybody else too. So the people who understand that, we, are, we would be thrilled to partner with, but that's what's gonna change everything. And that you will have at least 10 of those that's in the next year, if not, you know, five or 10 years. It's exciting, because creativity and positive energy tends to grow and build with the people that you're in the room with. I want to thank both of you for talking to us uh, this morning. You know, it's so positive and so exciting, the messages that you both bring. Um, and best of luck in your exciting adventures across our wonderful continent. Thank you thank so you much. Thank you. Thank, thank you. thank you. Thanks for listening to Uncommon Thinking. 
for more episodes like this or to find out more about Advertising Week's world-leading events for the advertising, marketing, and technology industries, visit www.advertisingweek.com.